Welcome to Prompt Help Podcast. Here at Prompt Help, we're touching on all of the trends and topics relevant today in health and wellness. Each and every week, we chat with health experts in medical, holistic, and allied health and wellness so they may share their wisdom with you. We believe everyone's journey in health and wellness should be personalized for them as one size does not fit all. Make sure you check out PromptHealth.ca to see how we personally are combating some of the inefficiencies within the healthcare system. Without further ado, I'm Heidi and this journey to the healthier you can begin right now. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Prompt Help Podcast. For those of you who've been following us, you know by now that we're trying to strengthen knowledge through this channel about all kinds of health and wellness resources that exist out there, and not just any resources, those offered by accredited professionals. Through our platform at prompthelp.ca, we connect people to these service providers based on individualized needs. As for the agenda today, we talk about men's health just in time for Movember. As you know, Movember is an annual event involving the growing of mustaches during the month of November to raise awareness of men's health issues such as prostate cancer, testicular cancer, and men's mental health. We had the pleasure of connecting with Dr. Jason Boxard. He's a naturopathic medicine physician and has been in private practice with his wife since 2002, and the two co-founded the Northern Center for Integrative Medicine, a multidisciplinary practice, the largest of its kind in Northern BC. Dr. Boxer's practice focus is chronic musculoskeletal pain and sports injury, along with BHRT in men's health. We speak with him about various men's health concerns, including testosterone restoration, sexual health, prostate health, and life performance. Now, without further ado, let's get started with Dr. Boxer. How are you doing? I'm okay, thank you. How are you today? Great, thank you. Thanks for joining us. It's nice to have you, and thanks for connecting with us. Sure, thank you. Of course. So we wanted to uh, speak with you today, um, because mainly about men's health, uh, because of no- November, and uh, we know that's a big area of your yeah. practice. Um, so just wanted to get to know you better. T- uh, tell us about your background, your story, how you came about, what you're doing, and then um, we'll go through some of the areas yeah. of your practice. So what's your background? Oh, Tell well, us your story. I've been practicing, uh, I've been practicing <laughs> naturopathic medicine in BC here since um, uh, 2002. And uh, I have a practice in, uh, in Prince George, British Columbia, which is uh, sort of the geographic center of BC. And uh, there's uh, it's actually a pretty busy place okay. this, uh, this season. There's uh, lots of... Uh, Lots of construction and lots of things sort of going on up here. So building the site C dam and all the pipelines and all that kind of stuff. So it's a pretty busy place right now. Okay. Um, and what areas of uh, practice do you focus well, so, on? Um, well, that's evolved over the years. 
Um, but, uh, but, but something that I have done almost since the beginning actually is really sports medicine and, and pain management. So I do, um, I do a lot of, um, so prolotherapy and platelet-rich plasma procedures under ultrasound guided injection. And, uh, I've been doing that, uh, since about 2003, I think. And, uh, I do about 250 procedures a year, uh, with PRP alone. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. So, so for that, um, I do, I treat, you know, osteoarthritic knees, low back pain, um, you know, shoulders, elbows, all that kind of good stuff. And, uh, and then we can mm-hmm. use just sort of regular good old dextrose prolotherapy for, you know, small joints and whiplash injuries and all that kind of stuff. Oh yeah. So I do uh, lots of that. And then over the last number of years, I've developed a pretty robust, uh, men's health practice. So, so I, um, I, I, I started, yeah. So I started doing that about five or six years ago now, probably a little bit longer, I guess. And, um, so in that area, I, I talked to men about a lot of topics. Um, cause you know, um, well, just like in women, there's a, you know, there's a whole spectrum of things in men's health. And, um, and so, yeah. So we, so I talked to, you, you know, men are really interested in just like women, they're interested in, in wanting to maintain their youthfulness and maintain function yep. and, uh, and, and quality of life. And so those are really the, the kinds of things that we're talking about. So, so I do lots of, um, um, hormone therapy with men. Uh, so testosterone restoration. Mm-hmm. And then as well, um, we do, you know, I help treat erectile dysfunction and, and, you know, erection quality, all that sort of thing. And as well as, um, um, yeah, just, just, just male performance as well as just general lifestyle performance. I'm, uh, I'm, uh, sort of just in my own life interested in high performance lifestyle. And, uh, it, what I mean by that is, um, I have a lot of patients, including myself, I have a lot of patients who have really busy lives. They, they are oftentimes they're self-employed, you know, they're running their own business. They have a family, they have, you know, outside interests you know, as well, you know, sports and those kinds of things. You know, and when you're expecting a lot of your, out of yourself in those areas, then your body has to sort of keep up. And uh, so we've devised lots of specialized interventions for those kind of people. And what would they look like? Um, I read this mm-hmm. book a while ago. Um, I don't know if you've heard of it called Younger right. Next yeah, Year. And yeah. yeah, yeah. So a lot of lifestyle mm-hmm. factors, right? So speaking of mm-hmm. life performance, um, so are we talking mostly diet, exercise, yeah. um, the- supplements? Like yeah. what are the main areas that you focus basics. on? You know, you can't really get to the specifics unless, you know, unless you handle the big rocks first, you know? And that mm-hmm. goes for health in general. So, you know, and any naturopathic doctor worth his salt He's going to be looking at things from that perspective. So, um, right. so, so the, the benefit being you can um, get away with a lot fewer interventions if you're generally healthy, right? So, yeah. so in other words, you can get away with a lot less drug-based interventions if you're if you're generally healthy to begin with. Of course. So, um, so we so we run this thing called our Healthy Gut Program, and we do lots of IV, you know, intravenous therapies. 
um, whether those are medication or, or uh, micronutrient IV therapies. I've developed special IVs for athletes, you know, to counteract overtraining syndrome because I work with a lot of high performance athletes um, mm-hmm. and along with, you know, my injection therapy practice. So, um, so yeah, we do all of those kinds of things. And so, so, and all of that's lab-based and evidence-based sort of focused stuff. Um, I don't do a lot of homeopathy and energy-based medicine. I'm mostly, mostly into the, you know, hardcore science evidence-based medicine practice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then tell us a little bit about the testosterone restoration. How does that look like? Yeah. So, so a lot of guys that I have in my practice, so what happens, how those, how those patients present are very commonly, those are men that are all the way from mid thirties, all the way, you know, quite commonly into their sixties. Um, the, you know, so men, uh, they present as being tired, irritable, and, um, they, they, they'll be complaining of lower libido. They oftentimes will complain of lower erection quality. Um, and, um, you know, slowly losing muscle mass over time, um, mm-hmm. just, you know, losing performance in the gym, say if they're working out, um, if they're, if they're active and working out with sports or in the gym, they'll oftentimes complain of a lot of post exercise discomfort, you know, more than you would expect from, you know, somebody who's been exercising for a while, you know, and that's one of the mm-hmm. hallmarks I look for with guys that are active. And then, uh, so, and, and, and they're all, they are all referrals. You know, um, believe it or not, um, it takes a lot for men to talk about those kinds of things amongst other men. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah. Unlike women. Um, but um, yeah. yeah, but uh, men don't talk about those things hardly at all. But, but, when, <laughs> but when they feel well and the light goes back on again, they're feeling like a million bucks. Um, they're happy to talk, tell their friends. And, uh, so, and so my whole practice, my entire practice is patient referral, um, whether that's my sports medicine practice or my pain medicine practice or my men's health practice, it's all, all patient referral. And so, so those guys present sort of looking like that run down, tired, you know, unhappy bunch. And, yeah. uh, so, so that the process for the testosterone restoration program starts with the Adam questionnaire, um, which is a, um, basically a standardized uh, qualified questionnaire um, that um, basically is a yes or no sort of scored questionnaire that goes over um, the typical symptoms that that happen with low androgen um, uh, situations. And if they score above a particular score on that, and then as well, I run some screening lab work, you know, total testosterone and PSA and some other safety labs and, um, and, if, and if their testosterone is below a certain level, so, so the normal range for testosterone for guys is, be, you know, of all, almost all the, the whole life range is between eight and 30 nanomoles per liter, which is a very broad range. You know, um, there's a big difference between how people feel between eight and 30. Mm-hmm. And so even if, and, and that's still considered to be a normal range. So there are great international guidelines to show that you can actually start treating testosterone uh, levels with guys that have uh, testosterone of 12 or below, either at or below 12 nanomoles per liter and then have a high score on the Adam questionnaire. And, uh, and then so, um, so when you do that, um, then now, you know, there's, you know, so if they, they score well on the Adam questionnaire, in other words, they have lots of symptoms of, of uh, low androgen 
um, or hypogonadism, whatever you want to call it. And then, um, and then, so you, so then if you, you push that up and, and plus, you know, they actually have low testosterone, you push that up into high normal range. Um, that, um, really has a global effect on, on men that'll affect their, uh, you know, their mental health. There's a lot, you know, the most common prescription guys will get presenting with symptoms of low testosterone is an antidepressant medication. Interesting. Yeah, it happens really commonly. And we also know that happens in perimenopausal women as well. Um, of course. And, 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 and frankly, there's some good evidence to show it can be a useful intervention, uh, but, um, but doesn't necessarily get down to the why of, you know, why they're feeling the way they are. And, uh, but, uh, but for men, yeah, that happens a lot. A lot of, a lot of physicians are uncomfortable with, with uh, prescribing testosterone. And, uh, and they're just, you know, cause I used to, my wife and I used to teach in the medical program here in Prince George in the Northern, Northern medical program. We're one of the first physicians in Canada actually to have faculty positions in a medical program. And, um, and, and so I know firsthand, I, I taught in the medical program here for nine years and, and I know that they get virtually no training in this area. And so, so in the community inside of family medicine, there's just not a lot of docs that pick, pick up on this. And so when men present with the kinds of symptoms, you know, that you, you know, that you present with, with low testosterone, um, they just assume that they're depressed and they get an SSRI. So, um, and so what we do is, um, so in BC, um, naturopathic doctors aren't allowed to prescribe testosterone. So I have, um, I do, you know, one of two things. Um, there's sort of two, two sort of branches for that particular uh, program. Um, it starts with medication, but also I add in natural health products and other things that are specific for their particular, you know, scenario. So, mm -hmm. so for guys, um, for some guys, if they're a little older, they're not going to have children anymore. And, um, and, um, and they want to go. So the simplest route, sometimes uh, just testosterone replacement therapy is really the way to go. So I have an agreement with uh, a couple of family docs in town and we co-manage those patients together. And, uh, and that works really well, actually. Um, they get exactly what they need. They get great monitoring. Um, I do all of the detail work mostly like I said, because the family physicians really, this isn't really their strong suit, uh, but they're happy to see their patients feeling well again. Uh, so, mm -hmm. so we co-manage those patients together. Other times what I'll do is instead of doing replacement, I'll do restoration. So I can use some medications that actually will stimulate testosterone production uh, internally. So instead of using exogenous testosterone, we can actually turn on your, your body again to, to make testosterone. So there's a couple of different medications I can use for that. And then uh, and that's, you know, really simple, you know, and again, all evidence-based, there's tons of, you know, tons of references in the literature in, in using these medications safely and well uh, over the long term with men. And so for guys that are younger, that still want to maintain fertility, um, that, you know, they, so they may still want to have kids. Um, mm -hmm. And, um, and they're, they're concerned that if you use exogenous testosterone, that that might suppress their internal production enough that it just may not come on again by itself. Um, then we use uh, another couple of other different medications, clomiphene and some other ones. And, um, and so then that, um, you know, that will stimulate internal production of testosterone. And again, we keep, we keep testosterone up inside of normal range. Um, that, that plan test rest restoration, actually, I prefer, it's much more elegant. There's, um, you know, the, there's no 
problems with injecting, you know, medications um, that are, you know, uncomfortable like testosterone. Um, there's no, there's oftentimes when you're, when you're injecting testosterone weekly, um, there's a lot of peaks and valleys sometimes in between injections. And so with, with testosterone restoration, when I'm using medication um, to increase internal testosterone production, there's none of those problems. And uh, so men feel really, really well. Um, maintaining normal range, so we're not outside of it. We're, we're not increasing risk in that way. And, um, and then so what I do is I just um, time the prescriptions and the treatment plan um, with, with lab work follow-up. So, so we'll, we'll oftentimes do lab work at three months and at six months, and then once every six months after that um, to monitor the safety components that we have to watch for. Okay, so it's a process that takes six months to a year, or well, how these, long does Well, these are ongoing take? programs. So, oh, okay. so when you have hypogonadism, say primary or secondary hypogonadism, um, that doesn't go away. So it's it's a lot like menopause. You're uh, you're not going to yeah, not going to yeah. make the ovaries <laughs> twenty years old again. <laughs> that's right. Well, so same. That's that's too yeah, bad. Right? So same with <laughs> testes, and so. Yeah. And uh, so we're in the same boat. You know, men okay. like to call up to everything, right? So we want to have menopause now that you guys have menopause. That's yeah. right. So when it, com- when it comes to hormone, um, speaking of yeah. that, for women, uh, the symptoms are quite more drastic. It's as if like it happens overnight and all of a sudden you have like hot flashes and right. all these like symptoms. Yeah. So you know it's menopause. But for men, um, it's not like it, it happens over time, right? Mm-hmm. So do you so do you think uh, most men have the common knowledge that maybe some of the things that I'm experiencing, such as you know low you know mood, as you mentioned, mm-hmm. um, or other things, uh, are because of my testosterone? Or maybe I should go look at testosterone restoration. Like where would that where would that light come on or do they, do they come on their own or are they getting dragged by their yeah. wives or girlfriends? Honestly, there's a little bit of all of that, honestly, you know, yeah. so there's a lot of roads to Rome, but I would say the vast majority of my patients are all patient referrals. So they, yeah. you know, they, you know, some guy's sitting around chatting with his buddy, you know, and he's, you know, his friend says, you, you know, what the hell's going on with you? You look like you have a lot of get up and go, like what's, what's going on, you know? Yeah. And they say, well, I went and talked to this guy and I feel like a million bucks and, you know, away Mm -hmm. we go. But um, yeah, you're right. With men, it tends to be a slow, progressive uh, problem. You know, you ever heard of this, the the turn of phrase boiled frog syndrome? No. No. So there is a, there's a actual real phenomenon. I mean, it's a, it's a little on, on the macabre side, but, but there is a real phenomenon that you, you can, you can put a frog in water and you can slowly increase temperature of the water if you do it slowly enough you can the frog will die from 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 overheating before it'll get out of the water um, because of the slow progressive increase in, in temperature they don't doesn't register mm-hmm, and the same exactly thing, yeah the same thing goes with people you know people don't really know what good feels like oftentimes because they felt crappy for so long and and that goes for this kind of a problem. The, the problem is slow onset and it's slow and gradual onset until eventually, you know, they're falling asleep, dinner, they're they're grumpy and tired all the time. They have you know low enjoyment of life, but oftentimes they look like they're depressed because they're avoiding the kinds of things they used to enjoy. 
um, you know, all of these kinds of things. So, so that's why we have to correlate the symptoms, which, which the symptoms is a laundry list of things that could be a lot of different problems, right? So that's of why you have, you have to correlate this with lab work to ensure that you're actually treating the right thing and that you're not inadvertently, you know, missing, you know, diabetes or, you know, you know, all, all sorts of other health, you know, hypothyroidism and all sorts of other health problems that they may actually have. Um, you know, we still have to remember we're primary care physicians, so we can't just, you know, ignore everything and assume that every other doctor's done their job. Um, cause up here in the Absolutely. North, that doesn't happen. So, you know, I know doctors in town here that see 50 patients a day. Um, you know, they are great physicians, but it's like drinking out of a fire hydrant. You know, a lot of it blows by and, um, and the same yeah. thing, go the same thing goes for medicine. So. You know, I always encourage, you know, my fellow docs and I'm talking to them to, you know, to make sure, think like a primary care physician, keep, you know, keep your primary care hat on all the time. Don't assume that other docs have always done their job. And, uh, and then you'll come out looking like a hero all the time because, um, you know, because, because lots of times we're right. You know, you pick things up when you start looking, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. And then can we so, touch on, um, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> No, go ahead. Ask me what you wanted to touch on. Yeah, I wanted to uh, also touch on prostate health. Oh, prostate. Yeah. So, so when it comes to, to men's sexual health, um, you know, as we're getting older, uh, a lot of guys are, um, you know, st starting in their 40s, very commonly, honestly, um, are, are having problems with enlarged prostate. Um, and uh, the beginnings of that anyway. And oftentimes by the time men get into their 50s, it becomes really common. Um, as many as 45% of guys in their early 40s can already have prostate symptoms, like large prostate symptoms. So, and again, you know, because, you know, I'm often talking to nat other naturopathic doctors because, you know, that's my career. Um, you know, mm -hmm. I used to be the chair of our Canadian association uh, years gone by and had the opportunity to talk a lot to lots of doctors in my travels. And, and you know, we oftentimes because a large portion of our practice is actually women. Um, we, we get out of practice of asking questions of men. And, um, and, and so when you start doing that, you'll start realizing that um, there's a lot going on inside of men's sexual health and men's, men's health in general. And, um, you know, when you actually get them to open up and talk. <laughs> and it, Absolutely. You know, it, it just like with women, you know, if you, you know, if you just speak frankly and openly and honestly about erection quality and about, you know, urinary function and about the, you know, and, and sleep and everything and all of these things, um, men are so relieved that somebody will just frankly talk to them about these things, you know, mm -hmm. and yeah. uh, because they oftentimes are, feel a little intimidated to talk about them. Um, you know, they, and oftentimes that's just because they don't feel like they have the space or a platform to do that, you know? Um, yeah. And so, so when it comes to prostate health, what really changes there is, so first of all, you have to make sure that you're talking about benign prostatic hypertrophy. Um, and uh, because, you know, a very large percentage, and I'm talking about upwards of 70% of men have prostate cancer when they die. That's actually just, but that's not, not what got them. It's an incidental finding if you actually go looking for it. So, so it's a very common thing. Um, but usually the kinds of prostate cancer um, that men land up with in their elderly, in their older age is very, very slow, you know, progression kind of prostate situation. So um, oftentimes they don't come up. 
Um, but, uh, but in benign prostatic hypertrophy or BPH, um, um, what that looks like clinically is um, really it's, it's a reduced ability to completely empty the bladder. So what that looks like is urinary frequency and urgency um, really go up. So men notice that they start going to the bathroom a lot more often during the day. And they, they notice that they have to, you know, go right now. So, so they, you know, don't have like a little bit of an alarm saying, oh yeah, I, I should probably have to, you know, go pee pretty soon here. I, you know, I got half an hour. It's not the end of the world. I can go in a minute. Nothing like that. Um, when urgency starts, you know, with a large prostate, um, that is, they have to go right now. Uh, that's usually a big change for most guys. Um, as well, you can see a reduction in urinary force of flow or, you know, urinary volume of flow. Um, and, um, and those are really the beginning signs. Oftentimes men will complain about, and the question I ask quite commonly, just before I get into too many details with guys, I don't like to jump into the deep end. I like to sort of like bring them into the deep end with me slowly is, um, <laughs> is I, I take them by the hand and sort of walk them into the deep end. But the first, often the first question I ask is, do you get up at night to go pee? And, mm -hmm. uh, because usually that's what's going on and they'll, they'll say, Oh yeah, I get up a couple of nights, a couple of times to go pee, you know, quite easy, you know, every night. Um, or, or they'll say, Oh yeah, you know, I get up like six times a night. I don't know. It's driving me crazy. All this kind of stuff. And they, and they've never even told anyone. And because oftentimes this again is a small progressive small starts off as a small problem. They might get up once, once in a while to, you know, several years later, they're getting up several times a night. And that becomes a really big problem because interrupted sleep over the years can really grind a guy down. Um, you know, you can get really, really tired um, with that, mm -hmm. that sort of interrupted sleep over years and years and years. So, um, so what we, so there's really great naturopathic interventions actually for enlarged prostate. Um, so everyone knows, you know, uh, sal palmetto is a quite an effective 5-alpha reductase inhibitor, which reduces the conversion of testosterone to dihydrotestosterone, which is the main androgen that um, seems to enlarge the prostate. So there's um, a lot of wonderful interventions um, for, you know, uh, treating the kind of problem they have, but then also actually helping them sleep, you know, uh, reducing urgency um, and, 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 um, and, you know, helping them just with more get up and go, you know? So oftentimes with those guys, I'll be talking to them about, you know, natural, you know, natural health products to help with, you know, uh, symptoms of BPH, some medications as well. Um, you can, you can actually use um, a five milligram dose of, um, of Tadalafil, which is Cialis. You can use that daily mm -hmm. and that really reduces urgency for guys. Um, oh. So, and uh, also helps with erection quality at the same time. So that's a nice sort of side effect. Um, so, and that can be a really great intervention and you can use that along with uh, some other natural health product interventions that really, um, you know, amplify its, its benefit. And so at five milligrams, it also helps with the ar arterial intimal um, health over time. We know that, um, that Tadalafil and, 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 uh, and um, which is Cialis and Sildenafil, mm -hmm. which is Viagra, all work to increase nitric oxide uh, to to uh, really target on on on, uh, on vasodilation, right? Mm -hmm. 
of the right. uh, the uh, um, the uh, uh, colossum, and so um, and so, but that has a whole body effect, and, and that increase in nitric oxide is is uh, protective for arterial walls and uh, can be a cardiovascular benefit. So there's a there's a bunch of good reasons to do this. On top of that, having low testosterone chronically over years is actually an increased risk for cardiovascular disease. So so there's actually some real other than just quality of life, there's actually real, you know, uh, you know, longevity, you know, compressed disability towards the end of your life, um, and, you know, and life, you know, um, repairing benefits, you know, of this particular kind of work. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's super, super interesting discussion. Mm. And so great to know naturopathic medicine. Um, I wouldn't have known that, you know, uh, that you guys treat such a huge wide range of, mm-hmm. you know, things. And as you said, when we talk about hormones, most people think um, menopause. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah. it's really interesting uh, to learn about such a huge range of services that are um, available specifically to men. Yeah. Um, and if you could, um, you know, if you could wrap this conversation up with one takeaway for men who are listening to this conversation, what would that be? That would be this, that if you, if men are feeling really down, they have, you know, the lacking energy, they feel like they've had a reduced reduction over time in strength or endurance. If they've, uh, they've noticed a decrease in enjoyment of life. They, they are feeling sad and grumpy. They feel like their erections are less strong. Um, they've noticed, um, um, you know, a recent deterioration in their ability to play sport. They find that they're falling asleep after dinner. Um, these are the kinds of things that, that would, if, you know, if they're disturbing enough, they will bring, bring a man to your practice. Um, and uh, especially if they're the kind of person that's used to, you know, doing well in life, you know? Um, and, um, mm-hmm. and so instead of just thinking, okay, well, this, this guy needs an antidepressant medication or this night, you know, we need to work on mood and, you know, and talk about other determinants of health. Um, you know, um, we should be really thinking about, uh, you know, the endocrine system as well and in guys, because this is a really very common problem and it is undertreated inside of mainstream medicine big time. Sounds like yeah. It. So so we can do a lot of we can we can really help people here, um, and I think that that also you know for a lot of naturopathic doctors out there, this is a whole new area of medicine that's super interesting, and also uh, a fabulous you know, addition to your practice, and that um, you know that you can just you can help the other half of the population of people, <laughs> you know mm-hmm. you know when yep. they, when they need it right. So um, Absolutely. I found it to be a really great part of my practice. I've had, uh, I've, I've, I've created some really fabulous therapeutic relationships with patients in, in helping them with these kinds of things. Amazing. Um, well, Jason, I certainly learned so much um, and enjoyed this conversation with you. I'm sure the audience do too. Um, okay. Where can people find you if they want to learn more about you and your services? Yeah, sure. So um, we, um, we're practicing up in Prince George, BC, but we, um, I see patients literally from all over the province. Um, for my pain practice, um, I, I see people 
literally flying in here from the top half of the province of British Columbia. Um, and so they can go to our website at, uh, it's, it, my, my practice name is Northern Center for Integrative Medicine. And it's in our website is ncim.ca. And a lot of our services there are uh, described and our contact information is there. And I do, you know, just like everyone else, we're, we're doing a lot of, um, a lot of uh, online and, and phone meetings with patients these days. <laughs> so that was my next yeah. question. I was going to ask you offer, offer any virtual services. And um, for virtual services, are you guys able to do outside of province too or just with NBC? Um, no, technically speaking, we have, a, we have a license to practice medicine in BC. And so we can only really okay. see patients in British Columbia. Um, I can, okay. you know, I can help patients from outside of province, but I usually what I would do is make arrangements to co-manage with a, with another great naturopathic doctor, you know, in their community. Okay. Yeah. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much. You. Um, it was a pleasure to speak with you and uh, thanks for making the time to speak with us. Great. Well, thanks for uh, inviting me on. I appreciate it. You've been listening to the Prompt Health Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, or YouTube, and check us out on our website, prompthealth.ca. Subscribe for free to keep listening to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen from. Ratings and reviews would mean the absolute world to us. And tell your friends, Prompt Health is the next big thing. Find similar episodes every Sunday. Until next time.